This is Radio Broccoli. Radio Broccoli has been entertaining patients of the Royal National Orthopaedic Hospital for 50 years now. The reason it's been here all that time? Hundreds of volunteers giving up days, weeks and months of their free time. I'm Molly Townsend. In this five-week series, we'll hear the story of Radio Broccoli from some of the people who helped run it over all those years. Today, in the final part of our story, we look at the golden era that the station finds itself in today. From groundbreaking new features to top national awards and a look back at why the station is special to so many. We'll hear from David Rouch, Ron Laver, Daniel G, Alan Joyce, Mike Shelton, Mike Solomons, Ian Downs, Barry Cobden and Keith Reeve. This is the story of Radio Broccoli. So until 2012, most people were still listening to Radio Broccoli um, in those really old-fashioned grey headsets which are still on the wards now and some people still listen that way. But I think the ward that was the worst affected was the adolescent unit because they had to listen on an old medium wave radio and the signal for that was not very good at all. And bearing in mind that, you know, there was enough other things out there in the way of personal CD players and iPods and stuff, most people didn't really want to hear the latest Rihanna track on some crackly old medium wave radio. It was well behind the times. I was approached by uh, Saroj Patel, who's one of the uh, directors of the hospital, and she said to me, we're thinking of putting in a, a patient use Wi-Fi service. Would you like to be on it? Well, of course, absolutely. We want to be on that. Give us lots of that, please. And so um, they implemented a, a service. At that time, they didn't know who the supplier would be. They implemented a service provided by Wi-Fi Spark. Um, and we were the first hospital radio to actually broadcast our output over that service um, ever in the UK. We, we were the pioneers in that respect. Other hospital radios did it after us. Um, and again, uh, although I kind of managed the project, a lot of the um, compliments for the, making it happen should go to Adam Levy, who did a lot of the technical work to actually make sure that it did actually uh, materialise. And that totally transformed the way people were able to listen because suddenly, you know, when they brought in their smartphones, they would listen to Radio Broccoli on their smartphones or just plug their headphones into their um, their iPlayer and, and suddenly it was there. So, um, yeah, it massively changed who we were able to reach in the hospital. It also meant that we could reach more different wards as well because Wi-Fi Spark was available in some of the private wards that we'd never been able to reach before. In 2010, Alan Joyce launched the Broccoli News Show, a new format which brought a new speech element to Radio Broccoli. Alan tells us how the idea came about. Well, I feel a bit bad in a way for getting the credit for Broccoli News because in a way it was just um, a copy of what Daniel had done many years previous on the uh, on the show that he'd done, the, the Missing Link. But I sort of felt that we needed to move Radio Broccoli on a bit by covering some speech packages. And I was also aware of the fact that there were a lot of other charities here in the hospital that didn't really have a voice as such. They didn't have the chance to promote what they were doing. And I was quite keen to build links with other departments of the hospital at that time. And also, I was, I was really curious to know what everyone else did, you know. I wanted to know what the therapy garden people were doing and what Aspire were doing and what um, the Disability Foundation were doing. So I put together a series of interviews and I thought, well, let's have a weekly show then where I can actually play these interviews out and people can regularly hear them. Um, but also we put together packages that were designed to educate people in terms of, you know, 
aftercare after they've left the hospital, like wheel, you know, uh, gardening from your wheelchair or um, technology that would help people once they leave the hospital? We, we started a gardening feature um, with Viv Williamson, who was the then uh, gardening therapist at the hospital and, and looked after the, the garden uh, up on spinal unit. And with Viv, we, we, Viv was actually very good because Viv actually had a broadcasting background and a journalistic background. Um, so she was very good. In fact, she was, I, I felt at times she used to direct Alan and I as to what we should be doing. <laughs> um, but we do what we, what we used to, every, we used to do a monthly slot um, for Broccoli News and um, we'd spend a little while in the studio here talking about what's you know okay it's june what's happening in the garden what what should we be doing in our garden now and then we'd we'd take the portable recorder and we'd go up to the uh to the garden around spinal unit and viv would perform some of those tasks that she'd been talking about like you know it might be potted you know now's the time to pot out your your dahlias or whatever and we'd go up she's had a greenhouse up there a tool shed and and her directing came in in terms of she was very keen um to say okay well look if i walk in the shed and and then you put the microphone near the lock you'll hear the lock key go in and uh, and we'll rattle the top and i'll say oh i'm just picking up the dibber now and 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 we used and and she was very but that was exactly what i liked doing and we i i think we made some really good recordings with viv um and uh they and again they're timeless so uh we i i think alan still plays them out on broccoli news occasionally um if, if they're suitable <laughs> Right, um, we're going to water some plants now. For maximum effect, I've got this special watering can which has got a button on it. And what happens is the button um, where my thumb is connects um, on a little plastic line right through to the end of the um, watering can where the water comes out, the business end. And there's a little stopper which stops any water getting out unless I press the button with my thumb. Ah. So I can water individual plants with this. Can you get those from just normal garden centres? You can get them from normal garden centres. They're becoming very popular because water is um, becoming quite scarce. Mm. So I would recommend to people that they get one mm. of these. It's, um, it just puts the water exactly where you want it to go. Right, I'm going to put a little bit of plant food in here. It's, um, it's your normal miracle grow. Tapping it into the, the water. And then I've got a little um, bit of uh, bamboo which I put down into my watering can and mix it round just to make sure it goes, dissolves nicely. So that when I feed the plants, they can get it straight to their roots. I think the launch of Broccoli News massively changed our working relationship you know a lot of people in the hospital didn't really know a lot about what Radio Broccoli was doing up until that time and I was aware that that really needed to change if we were going to progress in the hospital um, and you know be here for the redevelopment that you know we needed to be a vital part of what the hospital was doing so um, yeah I mean I, I personally got a buzz out of it as I say meeting all these people and finding out what they were doing um, but I think you know they they got to learn about what we could do and how we could help them. And by putting it on things like YouTube, which is what we do now, it meant that they could really publicise what they were doing and 
reach out to a bigger audience, which is exactly what they wanted as well. 2010 was the year that Radio Brockley broadcast live coverage of the official opening of the Bolsover Street building with His Royal Highness Prince Andrew. Keith Reeve was there. Well, um, for those patients who've visited Bolsover Street, you'll know it's a very modern building. And for those of you who go back a good few years, you'll remember that it used to be um, in the older buildings a little bit further down the road. In fact, we used to have wards down there up to the mid-80s as well. Um, and the old outpatients was in a, a beautiful hall that had murals on the wall that I believe have a preservation order on them now but are sadly no longer accessible to RNOH patients. But um, basically, uh, the lady I mentioned earlier on, uh, Steph uh, Farley, Steph Williamson, um, she was the project manager for um, the development of Bolsover Street and uh, she contacted me in late 2009 and said, look, why don't you come down and have a look around this building, see what you think. So I went down there and when we were having a coffee, she said, I want to ask you a very special favour. Can you broadcast the opening of Bolsover Street live on Radio Brotley? The answer, of course, was yes. In my mind, the thought was, how on earth are we going to achieve this? Because to my knowledge in, in all of my years here, and I don't think before, we'd ever done a live outside broadcast from a different location. This was the first test really to see if we were up to the task of taking on a really big outside broadcast project. So one of our members, uh, Tim, who happened to be part of the BBC at the time, had managed to devise this system where we could remotely dial in to another location in Bolsover Street and that's exactly what we did and Keith Reeve is responsible for putting all the planning together and it was his meticulous planning that made the whole event go so smoothly so he had himself and his team down at Bolsover Street I was driving the team down at this end in the studio and um, we were able to get all the speeches and everything done live we had uh, His Royal Highness Prince Andrew opening the centre um, and that was amazing to be able to hear him live doing that uh, Ladies and gentlemen thank you very much indeed the Royal National Orthopaedic Hospital is a world-class institution. It is one that the United Kingdom is extremely proud of. It's one that deserves all the accolades and awards and praise for the way that it does its business. I have, as a parent, had to make use of the brilliant facilities and, and uh, care from this particular hospital for my youngest daughter. I have to say that when I did go to the hospital, I was somewhat surprised to discover that the Royal National Orthopaedic Hospital was in a set of porter cabins or Nissen huts uh, left over from the last war. I was shocked and pleasantly surprised that last week um, the decision has been made to actually redevelop the site at Stanmore and I think this is a very, very exciting development and one that everybody who has taken part should be congratulated in the efforts that everybody has put in to try and make this come true. It was just some of the, probably the best three hours of radio that I've worked on since I've been at Radio Broccoli. Honestly, it was, it was so well put together, so well produced and it just goes to show what you can do with a bit of planning and a really good team around you. And um, that's why we went on to win the gold award for that particular piece for the best speech package the following year. I think it proved to me that we can definitely have a place here. 
and and continue to have a place here at the RNOH. To achieve that, we, we're a, we're a small station, you know, compared to some of the stations, hospital radio stations out there that are broadcasting to multiple hospitals with quite big budgets available and high profiles. We're a small fish in that pond, and. Um, we we really punched above our weight. We all pulled together. We all did exactly what we needed to do on the day, and we did it very, very well. And I was proud to be part of that team. And um, I suppose it, it didn't dawn on me in, until the year after we won the award uh, what an achievement it was. But I did feel that my sense of achievement when I left central London that day because I'd gone up very early that morning with Tim McKenzie with a car laden full of kit and we were actually in the reception at Bolsover Street when the actual announcements for the opening were made with Prince Andrew present so we were 20 feet away from Prince Andrew Um, to actually have that access the hospital was happy for us to be there they complimented us on how well we'd done it and how professionally we'd done it I thought great we, we really are back on the map now. There was another royal appearance on Radio Broccoli in 2014 as Princess Eugenie sprung a surprise on the adolescent ward. I, at the time I was working for the Friends of the Hospital um, so I had um, involvement here in a, in a different way to your average Radio Broccoli member shall we say and through the grapevine I got wind of a royal visit to the children's wards over Christmas and I thought, well, that'd be nice if we could record that and get involved. So I contacted communications um, and spoke to uh, the, the lady who worked in, in the team at the time, who's no longer involved here at the hospital. And she said, um, just leave it with me and I'll come back to you. And about half an hour later, she said, can I meet you in the car park? So it was the middle of um, December freezing day we were standing in the middle of the car park simply because the conversation needed to be completely private and not overheard by anybody and basically what happened is they'd had to make um, uh, an application to the palace for me to be present it was quite a sensitive time for the royal family for various reasons and so anything involving radio at that time started to ring alarm bells but they gave me that permission to be on the ward on that day so there I was I just had a portable recorder smart as I could look and I didn't actually get to meet and speak to her I came very close in fact I nearly knocked her over at one point when I didn't realize she was standing behind me and we both turned around at the wrong time sort of thing Um, but I recorded that um, event Um, and gathered the atmosphere of the day because the children didn't know she was coming that was the nice thing they knew Father Christmas was coming they knew they were going to get presents but they didn't know a royal princess was going to turn up as well Hello, nice to see you How are you? I'm very well, you've been a good girl, aren't you? I have Oh good, wonderful I've been, everything nice What would you like for Christmas? Um, I want a cooking book Cooking book? Oh wonderful, what do you like making? Um, brownies, oh, can cakes. Make, can you make me a little bit of pie? I, I just made them. I'm not very good at them. Oh, okay. But I'm going to practice soon. Oh, wonderful. Now we get to leave a little carrot for Rudolph. Yes, oh. I do. a bit of carrot cake? Uh, no carrot cake. Does he like that? Oh, yeah. I thought he liked carrots. Oh, he likes carrot cake too. Okay, well. Oh, yes. I'll, I'll, I'll. Wonderful. 2014 saw more big awards for Radio Broccoli at the National Awards. 2014 HBA Awards was a fantastic evening. I have so many fond memories of that. We'd been to the HBA Awards the previous year in 2013 and had put together I think about four or five different packages and we went up to Blackpool with that and um, I remember us coming away so bitterly disappointed in 2013 because we didn't come away with anything 
And in a way, I sort of feel bad. You know, obviously, a lot of hospital radios put in a huge amount of effort and don't even get nominated. So for us to have four nominations was amazing, really. But we were still a little bit disappointed that we'd come away 2013 with no awards to take back home with us. So I remember that evening we'd spent a long time talking about all the changes we could make and how we could do things differently the following year. So anyway, the nominations came up for 2014. And I think we were nominated in four categories. Um, and it was held in Bristol that year, and a few of us went down. And, I mean, I couldn't believe that evening. We came away with three awards. I think we won the uh, Best Speech Package. We got the Gold Award for that. Uh, we got a silver for Best Newcomer, Molly Townsend. Fantastic award. And we also got the bronze for Station of the Year. And in a way, for me, that was the highlight of the night because to be in the top three of the whole UK for Best Station was unbelievable. And I, I didn't see that one coming, I have to say. But that motivated me even more to do better the following year. And we had such a celebration that night. It was a, it was a special, special evening. And then what happened in the following year? So the following year, um, we got again uh, four awards. We got three bronzes that year, um, but we came away with silver for station of the year. So we'd done even better. But then, of course, the talk started. And this was the crucial thing, really. The, the following year, 2016, would be Radio Brooklyn's golden year. So as soon as 2015 awards finished, everyone said, well, we've done bronze, we've done silver can we possibly get gold for 2016? How much pressure would that be for the following year? And so here we are in 2016, a very special golden year for Radio Broccoli and a triumph at the National Hospital Radio Awards. I think um, the HBA Awards for 2016 has to go as my absolute highlight of my whole 25 years at Radio Broccoli. We, um, we'd built it up so much in our minds um, that, you know, golden year we wanted to win the gold award for station of the year and sounds easy to say it like that doesn't it but you're up against you know hundreds literally hundreds of other hospital radio stations all across the country who every year were upping their game as well and um hospital radio plymouth had won station of the year for about the previous five years so they seemed pretty unbeatable and to be absolutely honest i kind of didn't really think we could do it but i was going to give it absolutely everything to try. And uh, me and Ron Laver, who are the two people who do most of the editing, spent some considerable weeks, if not months, um, planning these entries for the 2016 Station of the Year. It, it takes quite a lot of work to put an entry together uh, for the HBA, because typically, at best, you're putting in a 15-minute segment. At worst, it can be a five-minute segment. And what you're trying to get into that is convey, it might be a, a five-minute segment about a particular piece, it might be a 15-minute segment on the station's general output for a year, and it takes a lot of hard work to do. It, it means that all through the year, people like myself, Alan Joyce, Keith Reeve, are listening out for things that we, oh, that might make a good entry, and you sort of take a copy of it and file it somewhere. But what you end up with around about October time is several hours of, of uh, programmes and, and interviews and uh, comments and things like that. And you've, you've got to go through all these and break them down and say, right, I've got to find 
15 minutes worth of programming here. I've got to take little snippets out of all different programs and say, this 15 minutes represents Radio Broccoli. Now, Alan Joyce usually does the uh, the station of the year, tends to put most of it together. Others of us contribute to that and do a little bit of editing here and there. But Alan's usually the one who mixes it all together. And uh, I tend to concentrate on, on some of the others, the more, the more one-off, you know, a particular broadcast, a particular show, a particular genre of music. And, and, and uh, we put in four or five entries a year. And, and the entries that we put together are judged by people in the radio industry. And they listen to all the entries and they break them down to a final 10 and on the night. And this, this particular year that was held in, in Watford here, so it was local to us. So we had a big, big gathering and uh, they come to the categories and uh, they flash up on the, right, here are the 10 categories. Then they take five away, and your Radio Broccoli's name is still up there. And then they say, right, third place was Hospital Radio, bong, and we're still up there. Second place, bong, and and you're still up there. You don't know you've won because there's two others. There's three still up there. And then, you know, they finally read, and Station of the Year, Radio Broccoli. Well, it was it was such a good feeling. It's so rewarding. We had some amazing content. I mean, you know, it's easy to say that we won it just because it was a good package, but you can't win without some amazing programs to put in it. And we did have some, and I knew we had some fantastic content to put in. We've got so many really, really talented presenters down here who are very, very good at what they do. Um, and all I had to do is try and select the best 15 minutes of that. Um, and obviously playing on the fact that it was our golden year and putting a few extra bits of music in that sort of, you know, referred to the fact that it was our golden year. Um, maybe that was on our side, I don't know. But all I know is that when we got announced as being the Gold Award winners for Station of the Year 2016, that was the best moment I've had at Radio Broccoli, without a doubt, in the whole 25 years. Amazing. I think we were commended for the breadth of our programme, the different types of programmes that we do, the number of different people that we have on the programmes, the different voices that are available to our patients. And I think that is a very important thing. I think we're doing pretty well to disguise that because we don't have as many members as might be <laughs> inferred from the uh, number of people that are in, that have taken part in programmes over the year. But I think it's important that we do the speech programming and the interviews, and I think that certainly adds to the variety. And I think it, it's appreciated by our peers, by the people who judge those sorts of awards, I think mostly by the patients. I was thrilled that we won it that night. Um, one of the best nights of my life. I, you know, I'm saying that now. I can feel the emotion. I think it proves the depth and the breadth and the quality of our programming shines through. As, as I mentioned earlier, we're a small station. We're a small fish in quite a large pond in, in compared to other hospital radios. But it shows it's in the heart of what you do and the the quality of what you bring to your patients, the diversity of what you bring is important. We're not just playing requests. They are fundamentally important part of what we do as a service. But the other things we do when we cover special events, we do interviews with people that might be of interest, sometimes the odd celebrity, those things are a major, major mix of 
of of information and styles and it's some there is genuinely something in there for everybody and i think that's what brings it through you know we're a small team of people we all work very very hard to make this happen and many of us have done that for many many years and to win the gold award to be to be told officially you are the best hospital radio in the uk on your 50th anniversary as a hospital radio station well you can't get better than that can you and finally here's a few thoughts from some of the members who have dedicated so much of their lives to this station this has been the story of radio broccoli let's hope it continues to run for another 50 years radio broccoli is coming up to its 50th anniversary it's difficult for one to sit here and say how proud I am that I was involved in Radio Broccoli from its inception. But I'm very pleased and proud that it's been run and continued for 50 years. And I feel a a sense of pride that it's succeeded and has continued on air for 50 years, that the model that we set up for having volunteers as members, for running the organisation the way it has been run. That has developed with legislation changes over the years, but the spirit of the way that we set it up and ran it to begin with, we had, I think, probably considerable foresight for three 16-year-olds and one 17-and-a-half-year-old. It's won many, many plaudits, not least all of the awards from the Hospital Broadcasting Association, with considerable justification. And I don't claim any personal responsibility for that, so I can congratulate Radio Broccoli for what it's achieved over the years. And we must have got something right. And I hope that Radio Broccoli, along with all the other hospital radio stations around the place, can continue to provide that benefit to the patients of their hospitals. It's been an important part of my life for more than half of it. So, yes, it's important, I think, that what we do and I'm really happy to be able to contribute. I hope it continues to do what it does. I think it plays an incredibly uh, valuable part in assisting, uh, raising the spirits of our listeners. Uh, It delivers a personal uh, touch to those who may feel a little bit isolated. I think it does have a future. I think radio is a very vibrant medium. And... When all else fails, there is always radio. And uh, it's, it's been, a, 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 for me, it's been the place where uh, I've had a lot of laughs and uh, I've nothing but praise for the place. I've nothing but happy memories of it. Radio Broccoli is more like a second home for me. This place gave me uh, an opportunity to have a great hobby. It helped me into a career as well. Um, it was a place I could go to when I had a row with my parents and I needed to get out of home. Um, it was a place where I made some good friends as well, who I still see today. And the most amazing thing about this place is we're a registered charity where nobody takes a wage. And I really do hold fond memories about the place. I've been volunteering here at Radio Broccoli for 43 years, which when I say that to most people, their mouths drop open. It's like I said at the beginning, I I tried other radio stations and it just didn't feel right. I came here and it immediately clicked and uh, it's it's just been a fantastic 40 odd years. I'm very proud that it's still here. I mean, it's it's due credit to 
its long-serving members that because uh, people come and go but there's some really long term long-term serving members here um, but it certainly encouraged me having start off at Radio Broccoli to continue giving because certainly by giving you actually do always get back um, certainly to see it running now I'm immensely proud that it's still here and it's producing good works this has been part of my life for 39 years and I hope it will continue to be part of my life for, for the rest of my life in some way. Um, there's been some amazing times, but I've met some great people. You know, I've met some wonderful members of the station, some of which are still here, some are sadly passed on or moved away. Patients as well. I've made friends with patients that I, you know, I'm still friends with now. I can look back into those days where I was a patient here, never dreamed that all those years ago when I was a child as a patient here that I would be involved in something like this. I hope that the passion and the commitment that many of us show at Radio Broccoli, well, it does shine through. It does shine through in what we do as a radio station, in the programmes we do, which is why we win awards, which is why we get the recognition that we, we do, because there's a passion and a heartbeat behind it and we want to do it, and we, we enjoy doing it. I'm ever so proud of you. You, the whole hospital radio station, because what we started off as being a bit of fun, and then, as, as I said to you, we found that it was very important and very useful. You've kept it going and developed it and made it better and better and better over an extended period I suppose we had in mind, yeah, two years. Oh, it's gone for five years, six, seven. And we made it go 50 years so far. And it seems to be going on such that it'll be going for a lot longer. Well done. And thank you. You've given me something to be proud of. <laughs> <laughs>